It's time to go into auto reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that were underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week we're going auto reverse on Entombed. All right, Tony, so we're talking some death metal. I don't know. Have we done an episode with death metal before? No. Not really. Celtic Frost no, is probably... No, we have not. Like, what is it? Celtic Frost is probably the closest... Nah, you know, I don't think we have done, like, a... No, I don't think we have. I'm, 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 not, I'm thinking in my head, which is not a reliable source to check what all the... Yeah, Celtic, Celtic Frost is probably the closest we've come to it. Um, Bod, but they're really, more of, yeah. like, a... Yeah. They're, they're more proto death metal or sort of influence, um, but it's funny. Entombed are death metal, but then they sort of switched up their sound, and then I guess some some uh, journalists dubbed it death and roll. Yeah, that's very clever. Yeah, um, yeah. which <laughs> you know the thing is, is that I didn't think that the attraction to us about this band, if I could be so bold as to speak for you, Tony. Um, mm-hmm. is that they they haven't put like one type of sound together I mean it, it's unmistakably in tune but they have really kind of played with played around with their their leanings a lot in their in their and uh, in their journey in their music musical journey yeah I mean there's so much there it's sort of like each album had a different thing happening and then like eat and then there were different descriptions for them. So I said death and roll, which is sort of like more the Wolverine blues from that point yeah. on. But then there's also like a term that's been thrown out there. That's like kind of like more central now to a lot of these bands from Sweden, Swedish melodic, Swedish death metal, right. I think is the one that they use for like dismember and, uh, and dis- dissection and all right. these like bands so it's like this side sort of like it's fucking nasty but it has <laughs> this melodic sound especially on the guitars more yeah. than on the vocals so yeah it's just an interesting um kind of regionalism in in extreme music and heavy metal so yeah and i think entombed are were one of the ones that really rose to the top at least for yeah. us yeah right? yeah for i us, mean yeah. and like in their left hand path came up in 1990 which is uh-huh. you know pretty much not too far behind when you know deaf metal was uh midwife by the florida bands yeah um but you know it, that album is is i would say is unmistakably like death metal it's you think what uh left hand path yeah Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Left hand path and clandestine are more straight, like more. Well, they ha- they're their own thing, but they're you're yeah. right. They're more like death metal, leaning on death metal for sure. Yeah, and it's kind of like for a band doing their. I mean, the thing that I always that I really liked about Left Hand Path, and just from a more like anal analysis standpoint, is like that's their first album doing something that wasn't really that was still kind of new um mm-hmm. and just i mean just comes out in it's in true death metal fashion just and what you like about death metal is it's uh, you know it's fairly unrelenting i mean it's it's got a more 
what I like about it, it has a more penetrating uh, kind of assault than like thrash or um, you know than thrash. Let's say thrash or even have you know heavy heavier or hard rock or heavy metal. I, I also think it's sort of a continuum on thrash. So like right, that's good. Thra- thra- thrash was sort of like a combination of straight up you know straight heavy like power metal or you know or yeah. whatever you want to call it and and combined with like more punk and hardcore influences and i think like death metal is is similar and it's a continuum of it in that it was a combination of 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 um influences and sort of like that sort of thing that brought it into and i hate to say this but it's kind of like alternative to metal. Like, so I think heavy metal lived in its own world for a long time in the in the 80s, and then sort of thrash started to pull it away from right. it, and then and unmoor it from this more traditional uh, thing. And then, and because then you brought in some different people, like more punk and hardcore people, right. and then and then. Um, and uh, and sort of like what Entomb were doing with that with their version of death metal also it un- continued to unmoor it and bring it into this new world that was happening in the 90s as you know like sort of like the grunge thing it kind of like even right. though it wasn't grunge at all it was but the the they sh- they had common influences you know so, so it's kind of like that that to me that that's what was interesting about a lot of these bands in the like early nine like 90 early 90s they and not just with entombed although entombed were so it was a lot of the earache bands for example right 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 we're kind of like doing that and, and entombed just happened to be on earache so um that's what i was seeing like kind of carcass entombed uh napalm death and and all these yep. bands were yeah they were death metal but they were d- different yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. weren't. They didn't have like the. You're right. They didn't have like the Morbid Angel and um, like Autopsy, like more of the Florida kind of thrust. Where yeah, right. right. It, they kind of played around with it a little bit. Right. You're, you're right. And that's that's a really good point. And I mean, that's you know, and I think that that you know, you talk about these kind of, I you know, everyone always says, why do you like metal? And I'm like, because metal isn't just one thing. Right. And everyone feels like it's just this hard, long hair, just thrashing back and forth. And it's like, no, it's kind of like saying punk or rock is just that one thing. There's so many uh, variations of it and wonderful dynamics that go on in, the, in all those vi- variations that really make it interesting. And, you know, it, you know some of the skill sets also in in metal and especially death metal is just like breathtaking. And you know, Entomb is one of his bands too. They're, you know, a very tight. And just strip away the genres or anything, they're just a really tight band as well. Yeah, tight and cr- like so hooky. And <laughs> I, and that's the th- and that's the thing. You know, like to to sort of fast forward up to. Um, to Wolverine Blues, I remember getting the cassette and the CD like when it came out uh, in the early 90s and being like, I even went to an art show for that. Like they had some sort of art show. Oh no, it was an art show for, for Carcass, but the Entomb dudes were there. I remember going to that art show just to s- s- try to meet them because I was so fascinated by the record. Yeah, so 
Geiger. So H.R. Geiger did right. a cover for 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 Carcass uh, for I forget which record. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Another yeah. record on Earache uh, that was kind of part of the Columbia deal. So Earache had a deal with Columbia Records, and they released a, a bunch of records that were Earache Columbia, and the Carcass record was one of them. Geiger did the artwork, and then they had an art show uptown somewhere, um, and I went just to see if I could meet the entombed guys because i heard they were going to be there um and you know because i was so just so obsessed with wolverine blues and i didn't get to meet them i couldn't get into oh, the show it was too packed i couldn't get into the art show it was too packed so um but but one thing about that album that stands out for me like you said putting aside death metal influences and other like more traditional heavy metal influences it's just how hook hooky it was just how how catchy and like easy to absorb um even as as fucking extreme as it was it was just so easy to to just swing to and and that as we sort of talked about before we even got on this call is probably nikki's influence if i had to say nikki um what's his last name anderson anderson's influence you know in some ways i think he had a big hand in that um even though he's the you know quote-unquote drummer I feel like he was the one that kind of, you know, brought them into that new sound. Right. I mean, but you know that you made a really good point because, like, even on Left Hand Path, I mean, what's the second? Uh, I think the second or third song, "Supposed to Rot." Like, yeah. even that has kind of like a like a like a poppy kind of beat to it. Like in the drum, uh-huh. just the drum playing, it's not like double kick. You know, it's not going over the top double. You know, it has that. You can sense that. You know, there. You know, they're a band that has like, yeah, they're they're not, they're gonna put a little sugar in into the recipe, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which makes it, which isn't like a bad thing. It just makes it really, it makes it really interesting. But also, in some ways, it makes them a little bit, a little bit more. I'm not gonna use the word fun, but it's like there is that pie, that kind of lighter poppy sensibility that kind of plays with the harder, more punishing aspects of of it that makes it you know it i wouldn't say my wife would like listening to in tune but i think it's like based off the other metal that i play she'd probably be a little bit more open to it and i don't know if yeah my my wife my wife would not be into any of this shit <laughs> well i try to do you know like the uh you know the uh uh to ride shoot straight and speak the truth which, uh-huh. which is actually the first time I, you know, I want to ask you about this too, because the first time I heard about uh, Entomb was I was on tour with the uh, Hookers, and uh, my my buddy Adam O'Neill, who's um, now in Savage Master, he he's like, here, he's like, hey man, check this out. Uh, do, you, do you like Entombed? I'm like Entombed. I really, like I I've heard of but never heard. And he's like, no, listen to this, and he. Like I played that album. Like, is all their stuff this good? He's like, yeah, their earlier stuff's even better. He's like, Wolverine, get Wolverine Blues, and you know, went into, you know, back then a rabbit hole was you basically had to either find someone you already had the album and borrow it or buy yeah. it. So and or I buy did, it, yeah. yeah, and I did, and I was just like, wow, this is, you know, it. But it was like I think that was the, the thing for me, like I was expecting, the other albums to be like that. And because, but Adam, he's like, Adam, I remember Adam saying, like, no, this is their rock album, is I think the way he put it, which is kind of true. Mm-hmm. Um, and but listening to the other two, it was like, I could still tell this is them too, but this is a li- this is different 
obviously different kind of framing of their sound than they did before. Yeah, and let's just be clear for anyone that's listening. The the to ride to shoot came out, um, and doesn't have Nikki on it. Nikki no, was on, already. Right? In, is he on to ride to yeah, shoot? Are you it, sure? It's the album after that. First album they did without him was the one afterward, which is uh, let me check. Uh, Same different. Yeah, he's on it. You're right, and he did the artwork well, for it too. Well, thank um, you. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I just wanted to double check. Uh, so, so, but the the funny. You're right about that. I just, I just, the thing is, I could, you could see the sort of like the transition for him on that album. Yes. Where he was just moving into a more straight rock thing that he would eventually do in his other band, The Helicopters. And I actually think he was making Helicopters records while he was entombed, if I'm not mistaken, because some of those Helicopters things came out even before he left the band officially. Oh, really? Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure. Um, what year was uh, To Ride to Shoot? It was made in... Yeah, so he was... I think he might have been already doing helicopter stuff at that time. Um, and, and maybe and he was the, a yeah, fish. Yeah, and he left the band for that, for sure. Yeah. He left, like, by 98, he was gone. Yeah. And so... But but it's cool to see it. We, and we, you know, we briefly talked about this before the call. It's like... Like helicopters were sort of just like a offshoot of the of entombed but still you could see the the sort of dna from entombed into the helicopters even though helicopters was a more derivative style in that it was very much stooges uh mc5 worship um but it's it's and you could see and like we talked we mentioned before you could see nikki's influence uh not just with the dr- not in helicopters he's playing guitar he's not right. even playing he's not drums playing guitar, so yeah. it's yeah so so the thing is you could see the influence in his sort of poppiness the c- hookiness like it's it's there you know and um for me I, and this is going to make you feel good I, it's uh-huh. the kiss influence uh <laughs> in a way because that that dude was obsessed with kiss uh i know because i hung out with him and he was obsessed with kiss and um you could see you could kind of see those things kind of like move from entombed and into the helicopters and it's i don't know it's cool i think it was cool i think heavy metal extreme metal indie metal whatever you want to call it i think it benefited from from his influence over it um because it kind of took it out of the sort the more linear world of like being true you know and making and and giving it a little bit more sugar, you know what I mean? That and yeah. he, brought, he brought that to it, and I don't know if that's a Swedish thing. I don't know what that is, but Swedish chocolate. 
Yeah, I, it was be, it was better for well, it. I mean, Entomb was such a uh, in my book a revolutionary band and heavy right. metal that yeah, and it had and it had a lot to do with his influence. No, and there's no doubt about that. And I think like the thing that you know, I don't want to get a side conversation about the helicopters because I just don't find them very interesting. I I, I could there's things about them I appreciate and. In, uh, live band, I didn't really think they were much, and I got to re-listen to the albums because I, I don't like. I think I listened to two or three songs, like oh, this is okay, but nothing worth sticking around for. Um, and I'm sure you'll you could you definitely make a playlist that will convince me otherwise. But it's like the things that I like about Entomb, which was their kind of the lyrics it mixed with like some kind of a, the the, uni- the unique stylings, like you said, that kind of undercurrent of pop, but that really kind of metal in your face, uh, you know, the, the with the growling vocals and because I mean, I mean, I really, you know, again, like I, I don't want to bag on the helicopters, but like he, where his interest goes, there's always interesting projects that follow him. <clears throat> I would say, not of all the things that he's done in Tombs, is definitely the more complete. In terms of like their albums, like Left Hand Path, Wolverine Blues, are from top to bottom just a great album. You know, some be- songs better than others, but I can listen to that album all the time. I don't have to listen to a couple songs. They're not a, a band. You pick out songs just for one song for a mixtape. Like you, you like forward you forward the whole album. Um, oh yeah, I mean I I sort of agree with you for the most <laughs> part because I mean it's like most artists like their early work their first works are usually their best works in terms of like where they're unleashing all their creative energy from childhood through teenage years through early adulthood i mean it's it's usually like the best uh, like they're they're leaving it all on the floor there and then the rest of the time post making those albums they're finding their way it's a journey they're like looking for inspiration changing their style uh making maybe trying out some new stuff like it's like i told you before with the helicopters like they they were this like stooges mc5 kiss kind of like straight up rock and roll thing rock and roll punk rock and roll whatever you want to call it and then and then i even got into like the stuff later like by the grace of god and stuff where they were trying to experiment more with like a more Mm -hmm. like um like a power pop style which i mean i really as I've gotten older, I appreciate power pop stuff, even the cheapy kind of like $1 records from the 70s, <laughs> like the records and uh, the shirts and other these other bands. So I could see what I know what you're saying. You're absolutely right. But for a more intense listener like me, I did appreciate that he kind of changed it up a little bit. But it, but it but you're right. It was never the same intensity. Yeah. And. Yeah. And and like putting everything on one record, like like it was, it became it meandered a little bit, and and, and like you know, like you said, it kind of loses its um, momentum sometimes. Like uh, you know, we were talking about Turbo Negro before, and that's another band like I really wanted to like. I went to see, and then I listened. I you know, recently I picked up Apocalypse Dudes, and I played it, and it's like the first couple, two, three songs are great, and then it just fucking peters out. And, well, I think that's the you know, that's that's the from that era 90s bands i think that was like one of the 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 like they there's not a lot of that like when you revisit a lot of that stuff it's like it's more for me it's more nostalgic rather than like this is a great listen yeah it's like my friend paul said 
he bought the super shitty to the max the helicopters record recently and it's like all those records are a lot of money because they're out of print he goes ah, i spent like 80 dollars on it he goes i think in the 90s i should instead of listening to the helicopters i should have been listening to miles davis bitches brew you know it's like <laughs> it's like you know like there I, you're, we're not the only ones that look at it that way, like this nostalgia thing, like a lot of people do. It's no, like I, I, that, but that was our thing. Yeah, that, those well, that's what you were know. Our thing. Uh, Dean, Dean always, Dean, Dean Rispler always contends that the nineties were the worst era in music because it, there wasn't. He has, he has a point in he, a way. I've like, come, a, I've yeah. warmed to that point a little bit. I, I don't mm -hmm. know if it's that, if it's could be called that because there was a lot of different things that kind of popped out. The yeah. But a lot of good hip hop in the early nineties exactly. into the mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I but I think like I get what he's trying to say, especially with that sort of genre of music. Like it was it, while you were in the middle of it, it sounded great, but when you like when you kinda of look back on it, like it doesn't it's not as sticky or it doesn't as, hold it doesn't hold up as much. Yeah. It, it's like the it hasn't like aged the, well. Uh, it ha it had it had like a you know, the like everything kind of sounded and looked like the mud flap girl on like, the, you know what I mean? Like the, the thing that you would see on the back of the truck, right. like the, the silhouette of the girl, everything kind of had that look you know, to it. Like who the fuck is going to pick up a Nashville pussy record now oh and be like, God. this is the greatest thing ever. Nobody, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, no unless kidding. you have like, some kind of mental illness, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't, I don't know. You know what know. the funny thing is, is like, I just saw, uh, uh, a Melvin's concert and they played a lot of their old stuff and I was just like my god they they wrote some awesome songs because the songs still yeah, hold up but it's like early Melvin's is great it's great great and they yeah. played a lot of it with teeth and all this all this great yeah. song but anyhow my point is is like you're right like Nashville pussies uh, you're you know like uh, most of the bands there it's like it's kind of okay to hear like pop up for so I'll even throw my own band in there. Like I can, I can, I can barely listen to my stuff because it's like, oh god. Um, it was a tumultuous decade, if you think about it. It's so like you're coming out of like this really rich, uh, uh, like American underground world, like of the late of the late '80s. So like the Dinosaur Juniors and right. the, and even some of the shoegaze stuff, like My Bloody Valentine and all right. that, and a lot, and even a lot and a bunch of American bands. So you're coming out in REM, like getting like blowing up, and you, so you're coming out of this super rich like American underground indie alternative music, and then you come into the '90s, and then and then labels are, and then fucking Nirvana blows up, and they came from that scene too, like right. the American underground Sonic uh, Sonic Youth, Dinosaur Junior, they blow up, and then all of a sudden American like major labels are like, what do we do with this? Oh, let's gobble it all up. And then you see the bands sort of saying, cool, <laughs> what do we do here? Like, how do we how how do we meet these labels halfway? And then so they they sort of like adjust their sound and make records that are kind of like there's good parts. Right. But there it but there aren't good parts. And and so like and, and that continued through the 90s. Like it just didn't stop. You had. Right. Um, you had major labels still gobbling up these bands as they, as soon as they sold more than twenty or thirty thousand copies and they got a buzz, boom! There was a, there was a major label in on it, you know, and right, and so and so, and I feel like that affected the sound, like the <laughs> bands weren't be able to be left alone to create their own thing, you know what I mean? And, right. 
Uh, and that's something that's probably what Dean is alluding to. It's like the product of all that was kind of shitty, you know. Right, and, and the, the, you know the people who didn't put out shitty things, or at least stuck with it, or had those got people who were in metal. Like most of my guys' friends who were in metal bands in the '90s are still playing in bands and putting out really good stuff. I think, but that, even metal was affected by it. Think about oh, it. Sure, Met, metal, metal was like uh, had a had a um, identity crisis in the '90s because. Yes, extreme metal kind of continued to move through the that decade, but but like bands that weren't exactly um, um, uh, extreme metal were kind of caught up by this sort of new metal thing that became popular. Sure. During okay, that time. yeah, that's a good and, point. And they absorbed some of those. And they absorbed some of those. You know, and that's like a good way. And that's a better way of putting it. Like people who were doing like either deaf black or doomy more stuff, they were. At, yeah, you're right because you're right. Like, the dude, news. where do you think TP came from? TP was right. a was a was a was a Stoker was a, what was like fu a fuck you to this whole like decade that was like kind of corrosive in terms of like the quality of music of underground right. music. And I I said no, I won't. I'll do my little part to fight against this. You know what right. I mean? So and and that's what I did. And then I started putting out right stoner stoner right. and to yeah. me entombed right entombed helicopters all the all of nikki's projects were were a big influence on tp regardless of whether you think that the helicopters made no 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 know, no that 100 percent good, good records good. you're yeah but but it was definitely an influence i was like if these guys have the balls to do it i think i i i think i have the balls to do it too and so that's that's what it was so yeah it, the 90s were interesting i'm glad that entombed came from it and because it, it you know especially at the beginning of the 90s it was a weird period it, you had you know grunge alternative and then and, and you and, and as a rock fan i was like kind of happy that that stuff was was um you know uh, just like it, it was a justification of all the underground stuff that we were into for you know from the 80s on right um but at the same time it was confusing because now i'm like oh now it's in the hands of these squares like you know like i right right so, right so entomb were one of those bands that kind of like rose above that and continued to do their own thing and then you know nikki just like said fuck it i'm gonna be more um poppy even though like and and it well, and i think it, it was, came out you know i would guess it was like i want to do more mc5 than like yeah 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 stuff. like I, that makes more yep. sense because that's where it kind of that's where it seems to lean very heavily towards yeah it's like it was i don't know it was you know it was a, a weird time period but we you know me and you we were like in our 20s uh 30 you know early 20, 30s yeah, and yeah. like for us yeah 20s into early 30s and we were like that's what it was you know like it's not like i I, didn't, I wasn't listening to Dennis Wilson's Pacific Ocean Blue. I wasn't like listening to every. Yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah, gonna say yeah, Miles Davis. Was... I was actually listening to Miles Davis a lot then, but I I, I didn't know all the sort of fine points of no, you uh, like the canon of great music. I was still figuring that stuff out, you know. Yeah, and I think like that, that that was more I think more accessible to us. Like we yeah. yeah, like for you and I to go to go listen to Mingus was something that we'd want to do, but it wasn't like you would have we would have to go looking for it with an idea of doing it where we were getting spoon fed all this other, you know, rock and, and you they know, were hip hop and music. We yeah, knew, we yeah knew exactly that. that's a, so yes, it, it, right. So that makes it that makes it even if it's not as that good looking back when we reassess, it was like <laughs> 
it was good that we knew uh, that it made it. We liked it more because we knew them, and hey, it, it was ex- hey, yeah. Hey, buddy, we had a good time. So I, I, oh, I, we I, had I, a great time. Are you I, kidding you know, me? You know, that it doesn't, and it doesn't, and I don't really think it. I thought I would thought it would, but it doesn't pay me to even to say like li, li, listening to stuff again. It's like I don't want to listen to it as much, which is fine because it's like there's so much other like you and I find we're sharing music all the time because there's so much mm-hmm. stuff to kind of kind of jump into whether it's stuff that was 40 50 60 years ago or things that just came out now there's so much stuff to kind of digest and with the accessibility to you know getting this stuff it's it's great it's 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 a great problem to have right now figuring out what to listen to every day oh god thank god for streaming as i know it's i know that a lot of artists aren't getting paid well through it it's 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 not a fair a very fair system but for us as a music fan and i'm not i'm no longer directly involved in the music industry it's like for us no, as selfishly a, as, as we're, we're making out like selfishly things. we're just gobbling it all up and you know we we're lear- we're learning so much and and being turned on to so much without having to leave the house without having to, like yeah. to to have the 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 um the, the suggestion of a friend like we we you know we we can do it on our own although don't get me wrong dude i love when someone oh, texts yeah, me yeah, something yeah, yeah, that yeah. that i don't know you know and says hey have you been turned on to this and that could be a new artist too it right. doesn't necessarily have to be a, an old artist but yeah like for, for you know so sort of like to double back here like entombed were one of those bands for me and i feel like for you that really showed us some possibilities yep you know like because we knew that we liked heavy music but we didn't know that it could be like that yeah you know what i mean and it really it was a new strain of it it was a new strain that was just like and and it you know and i was like what the fuck is going on in sweden and i went there twice and i kind of like understood like when i went there and and hung out with what's i actually hung out with some of the helicopters guys with kenny the bass player and stuff i'm not kidding and i yeah yeah because so my friend jim hannigan who was in chrome locust the band that i put out on tp he had a swedish wife uh meta 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 and so um he at some point in the late 90s moved to stockholm with her and they had a couple they had like three daughters but I, I went to visit him a bunch of times, and he was friends with them. And Jim had, uh, with the helicopters, and Jim had actually played in a band, a couple bands with them right. uh, that were not the helicopters or Entombed, just like some other bands that they had. Uh, the Solution was one of them, which was like a soul band and some other, some other thing. And when I went to see him, like he was like oh let's go hang out with kenny let's go let's go see this show let's go hang and i and i met them you know i saw i met i I met nikki for like the third or fourth time there and i was like it like to be in that atmosphere in that city by the way stockholm is a wonderful city beautiful city uh i was like kind of like oh i think i understand like this sort of like kind of like isolation Mm because like stockholm's way because sweden's way up north right kind of disconnected somewhat from mainland europe i think that had a lot to do with the fact how they created that sound you know what i mean and 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 death metal and in general or and even like black metal and some of these more fringy kind of um extreme metal uh strains like it it comes from a place of isolation darkness snow 
and cold and right. and it was just it was really it was it was fascinating to see it in person i that that's how much i love that shit is that i wanted to yeah i'd like to go i'd like to yeah. go there someday yeah it's go really there, it's Finland, wonderful yeah it's, yeah it's wonderful um so yeah so like in tomb where you know sh- they showed us possibilities you yeah. know they showed us like what you that's can a great do. way to put it yeah and mm-hmm. and we'd like to show you the possibilities of tomb <laughs> by checking out our auto reverse playlist which tony has lovingly curated um so check that out and of course let us know if you have any requests for bands for us review auto reverse pod at gmail.com or hit us up on facebook and instagram Until next time. All right, peace.